Welcome to Elements of Community, a podcast about discovering and exploring the elements of community. I am Lucas Root, and each week we talk with a community leader about what makes their community thrive and bring value to both the leaders and the members. Join me as we unpack the magic of the elements of community. I am so excited to introduce to you all uh, Jessica Ensel Coleman. Jessica, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh my goodness, yes. Well, first of all, hello to everyone who's here and everyone who's listening. And if you're listening to this podcast, my intention is that through the conversation that Lucas and I have, that it is totally inspiring, totally uplifting, and totally empowering for you. So that's my intention with whatever we share in the recording that we're about to do. And we're both, you know, open-ended. We don't know where it's going to go, but my intention is that everything comes through has that impact for you. So, I love that. yes, <laughs> thank you. Um, so my uh, background or just a little bit about me is my name is Jessica and I'm the creator of an experience called the magic of human connection. And it is my, personally, it is my favorite thing in the whole world because it's an experience where I get to guide people into, sometimes it's groups that really know each other well, like a YPO chapter or a leadership team or a company offsite. But sometimes I work with big groups at conferences and festivals of 500 or 600 or 700 people that have never met before. And I get to guide people into treating everyone like the way that I envision people would treat each other in an ideal world. So it's with tons of love, it's with tons of empowerment, it's super uplifting, it's super celebratory. And we basically invite everyone from the first few minutes of the experience to treat each other like best friends who have, you know, who are just meeting, whether you've met this person, whether you've known them, to really just instantly give the permission slip to go to that level of that high love, high celebration way of relating. And um, we get to remove the barrier of, of time and having to have time be an influencing factor on how connected you feel to someone. And we actually just to create the invitation for connection right off the bat. And so that results in some really amazing experiences. And um, it's just my, it's my biggest honor really to get to share that with the world. So that's a little bit about me um, is, you know, my context with the magic of human connection. And then within that, bigger umbrella, there's all these different sub projects and ways of bringing that energy of the magic of human connection to people or to teams or even to couples. Um, so but that's that's the high level overview is creating transformational heart opening connection experiences for people. So here's what I told my list after the last time I went to one of these events. Um, in, in the, the exact words was I said, imagine um, the best hug that you've ever had in your entire life, the best one you've ever had. And imagine that lasts somewhere around five seconds long. Mm. Now, now stretch it out to 10 seconds. Now stretch it to 30 seconds. Now, now stretch it. This is how I wrote it. Now stretch it to five minutes. Now 10 minutes. Now stretch it to infinity mm. and apply that hug to every person that you meet. I love that. 
Oh my goodness, I feel it. And that's such an amazing description. That is so beautiful. I love that. Thank you for sharing that with me. And that's, I feel like that's so spot on. Like that is how it feels. It's that, it's like moments that you've experienced in your life that feel so good. And now mm. like find them, condense them and expand them. And that's it. I love that. That's it. So um, do you have a community? You said, do I, I have I mean, a or you do? Do, do, do you? I, um, I can't imagine a community not springing up around this, but do you have a community? Um, so I feel like I have so many different communities in my life that contribute to Magic of Human Connection. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, it's actually something that I feel like I'm really still, I feel like there's an organic community, but I really actually want to build way more of an intentional community around Magic of Human Connection. So um, before the pandemic, I was, so the backstories that Magic of Human Connection grew, like so much faster than I could have imagined. Like all my five-year goals happened in about five months. So it was this super accelerated wow. timeline of growth. Um, and because of that, like certain things were really like accelerated and certain things I'm still actually building and like catching up to. So um, the community infrastructure is really one of those pieces because I would travel and I would teach and people would say like, how do I stay connected? How do I, like, what do I do next? I'd be like, I'm just traveling to another event after this. Like I didn't have that structure. And then the pandemic was this amazing kind of moment. I mean, it wasn't amazing you know, in the beginning, but if I zoom out for what it gave me, it gave me this pause to actually start to build more infrastructure for community, which a lot of it is online so that I can stay connected with people all over the world. Um, so it's something that I feel like I have so much community in my life, but it's actually an area that I really want to, and Magic of Human Connection, fosters community but like nourishing that community in the way that i want is actually still like catching up to the organic community that the experience creates very cool yeah um how do you how do you provide um an opportunity for some sort of co-location for your community a co-location i like yeah. that um what do you mean by a co-location that's awesome well like um, virtually, a whole bunch of people hop on a Zoom room together and, and do something together. They talk or, or you know, they, they do a virtual happy hour and they drink wine or, or maybe they do a Magic of Human Connection Zoom event. Yeah. Um, maybe they have a Facebook group. Maybe they, you, have a Facebook group that everybody posts in about how awesome their hug was today with some stranger. Right. I know. See, this, this is exactly the thing that like it needs to come through. And then like, that's so on the cusp of coming through in some way. So that's, this is actually something that, you know, is like so top of mind for me mm -hmm. is, is exploring that format. Nice. Um, how about uh, physical co-location? So a whole bunch of people get together to, to talk about magical human connection at, over coffee in uh, downtown LA on Saturday mornings, every Saturday. Right. I know. I know. I love that. Like there's so, there's seriously so much possibility, like meetups in different cities and online and just finding how that wants to come through is really exciting. Mm -hmm. What, what's showing up now? Um, well, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, um, 
this amazing, like one of the first gifts of the pandemic for me was this online experience that I created called the Gratitude Adventure. And that was born out of one of my favorite practices in the world um, every day for the past about 10 years. I've gone for a gratitude walk and I do it for anywhere between like 30 minutes to 90 minutes. It's how I start my day every day and it's been the most transformational experience um, to have such a consistent practice, but also to have, to really see what happens when you can build these pathways in your mindset, like over and over again and really build an internal muscle um, mm. around gratitude, around celebration and around just tapping into the abundance of life. And so that's something that's woven throughout the magic of human connection and in, in everything because it's something that influences me so much. But I never had a way to actually like deliver that to people. I would teach friends about it. And then I would see those friends like two years later and they'd be like, we've gone on gratitude walks every day since you told us about it. So I was like, oh, cool. It's not just me who loves it. Um, but that, so when I created this, this program, um, it, I just did it as like a, we would meet weekly. Um, but then half the group after the program ended was like, I don't want to stop. So we created this deep dive program that was just basically like, I kind of thought of it as like an Iron Man of positive psychology <laughs> because mm. it was like every day we did all these practices and they all built upon each other and got more engaged and more involved. Um, and so oh, that was like, awesome. Oh my gosh, it was, it was, and everyone in that program is still like best friends. Um, this was like probably two years ago, but I like still get pictures all the time of different people in different cities who like met up with someone in the gratitude mm -hmm. adventure. And that was, that to me was one of like the best moments of feeling what I want to get to, but happening all the time, like not mm -hmm. on a certain schedule, but just the way, cause there was this whole chat and everyone had to post in it every day and celebrate other people every day. And it was such like a thriving experience. It was also very intensive. So I like wonder how to bridge the juiciness of that with like an everyday sustainable level of engagement. But that was like, that is what feels there to come in next is finding a way to bridge what was happening then, but just make it like an ongoing experience. Hmm, that's beautiful. Thank you. It really was. It was just amazing. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do that program again soon and I'm like getting so excited about it cuz it's <laughs> what I do every day and it's just so much more fun and so much more amplified when I get to share it. So That's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds like there was a community sort of built right in that program. There, oh, yeah. They had they had daily projects, right? Posting as part of the project. Um, the, the feeling of gratitude, sort of the homework that they were doing to, to continue to connect with the, the purpose yeah. they had daily project. Were they building a language? Oh, like yeah. A specific kind of, language? Yeah, absolutely. So every, yeah, it totally fits into the five community pillars framework um, because every, yeah, every week there's a different theme um, and within that theme, there's all these different concepts. So everyone starts like riffing off of the different pieces. Like one of them is um, first, second, third, and fourth enjoyments. So that's mm -hmm. like a way to, uh, it's inspired by this quote from the Dalai Lama who said, I want to live a really beautiful life so that when I'm older, I can look back and live it twice and get kind of double the joy of reflecting on 
what I created the first time around, but then receive it again. And so, um, you know what, there's a train that goes by the house. So you might hear it in a second. Um, but so first, second, third enjoyments is, um, the first enjoyment is looking forward to something before it's even happened. The second enjoyment Mm -hmm. is actually being so like for this podcast, first enjoyment is me like being excited. Like Lucas and I are going to get to have fun jam on this call. Hopefully have impact on people that listen to it. So that's the first enjoyment. Second enjoyment is right here in this moment, being with you, getting to be responsive and creative and, and in the moment. And that's the yeah. second enjoyment. And third enjoyment is when we get to look back and reflect on it and mm-hmm. reflect on what we enjoyed, what we received, the benefit that it created. And then fourth enjoyment is like enjoying things that you never experienced, but it's that, almost that aspect of conversion, like celebrating someone else's enjoyments. Yeah. So, or or when it comes back to you through a pathway that you didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's cool. So that's just one of so many, but yeah, the chat and the whole community built a common language over the different weeks. That's a perfect example too. Like you walk up to a random person and you say, "What was your first enjoyment today?" Right. And they're like, "Coffee." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. And but but as soon as you have that community and they're building that language, they get it. You talk about that first, second, third, and fourth enjoyment. They're 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 on it. They get it. They're off. Exactly. That's so cool. Can you bring up some other examples? I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of them that you're probably familiar with from Magic of Human Connection is soul nutrients. So mm. I always say that just like our physical bodies need certain key nutrients to thrive and vitamins and different essential things that everyone's body needs. There are certain soul nutrients that our soul and our spirit really needs to thrive. And those are things, um, a lot of them are things that you can't actually give yourself. So in personal development, there's this idea of like, you know, you have to give yourself what you need and like fill up your own tank. And I think that's so valid, but it's like only half the equation because the other half there are certain nutrients that we can't actually generate internally and we need to receive from the outside in. And so mm. some of those soul nutrients are play, some of them are presence, some of them are loving community, some of them are words of encouragement, some of them are healing touch, some of them are mm-hmm. laughter, um, some of them are contributing to other people. Contributing is a huge soul nutrient and yeah. um, something that you know you need the people around you to be able to contribute and then you get to receive that nutrient. So. Um, soul nutrients are, is, you know, another one, um, we talk about microdosing on winning a lot in the gratitude <laughs> adventure because it's awesome. Yes. Yes. Because, um, a lot of people wait till there's like a big moment to actually celebrate an accomplishment or the bar is really high for what actually is deemed worthy of like really being celebrated and appreciated. But if you wait to only celebrate things that are like this big, then you'll have these mm. big gaps between accomplishments where you're not actually getting to receive that sense of celebration. So in the gratitude adventure, we talk about microdosing on winning where you try and find like little wins every single day and just being in this like steady experience of receiving all your little wins so that you get that steady stream of celebration. And then you can celebrate more on top when those wins accumulate and hit a tipping point and you have a bigger win, but yeah, microdosing on winning is um, a big part of the gratitude adventure. That is such a great one. Again, <laughs> walk up to a random person and say microdosing on winning, and they're gonna be like, 
uh, help me out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, so cool. not, not cool, but what is it? Yeah. 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 And, and I agree. Everyone needs to know, but, but the way for everyone to know is to create community that shares language. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Um, what, what do you think makes an effective community leader? Mm, oh my goodness. Um, well, I'm so inspired by, um, one of my, like, like one of my biggest inspirations is my teacher, Marianne. She, um, before the pandemic, I would study in her program like 60 hours a month. So I was mm -hmm. super engaged and for years and I still do. Um, but the time is like a little, I don't know, maybe it's like 30 hours, uh, mm -hmm. now, but she's, um, she is just a incredible leader. And so I learned so much from her about leadership and, um, gosh, I just, you know, I think when I think about leadership, the first thing that comes to mind is probably Marianne and Burning Man, um, mm. because they both do this aspect of having structure and totally inviting everyone in the structure to be a full participant and a full creator and a full leader. So maybe one of the first things I would say makes a great community leader is really seeing everyone else as a leader, uh, like mm -hmm. really, really holding that and not trying to create I think structure is really important. So I think having designated people that can make decisions or be in charge of certain things works really well, but holding in your mind that everyone is a leader and maybe you're just in charge of the structure, but you're not, you know, not creating a hierarchy among people and really, um, yeah, just really empowering everyone to be a leader. So, you know, I think what's great about Burning Man is that, um, when you go there, it's not like, oh, there's artists and presenters and there's participants. Like if you went to, you know, a concert or something where there's a few people on stage and everyone else is in the audience. What I think makes a great leader is when you engage everyone to know that they're actually creating the experience and they're contributing to yeah. what is coming together, um, that experience. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, I could um, talk about this actually for a long time. It's sparking a lot of different ideas. It's a great question. I love it. Um, yeah. let's, let's dive into structure for a second, because I think that you're going to have a perspective on this that helps people. Let's um, see. I look at structure as the pathway. It is itself the pathway to fun. So, for example, every game has rules. Yeah. And the games are fun in part because of the rules. Like there is no home run in baseball unless there is an out of bounds, right? You have to have out of bounds for the home run to exist. Yes. Um, and and it's the rules that make it fun. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've sort of opened the door. I'd like to see where you walk through. Let's go. Well, I'm going to start with one of my favorite quotes um, about this topic, which is from Alan Watts. And he says, tennis is more fun when you play it on a court. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> yeah. that's really exactly what we're talking about which is that so much you know structure structure and freedom go hand in hand you know i always think about like our dogs we have three different puppies and like some of them are more well trained and the ones that are well trained they have tons of freedom and they get mm. to play so much because they have they know how to do structure so it's like the degree you know it's like a tree like the roots reflect how how tall and how sturdy the tree is going to grow or if you're building a building you see what they're building for the foundation, a really deep, solid foundation is going to create a really tall building. And so similarly, if you have structure, structure can create safety 
and the also the safety, but also like the framework for success. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's a goal in soccer without the goal, you know, posts. Um, yeah, so, that's exactly yeah, so, it. Yeah, so it create it creates um, safety, which can contribute so much to fun, but it also creates the targets for how do we actually play this game and win. So I'm a huge, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of structure. Um, huge because. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My coach always teases me. She's like, Jessica, no one would know how structured you are just by like observing you, but you're so structured. <laughs> and cause people might think, Oh, you're just having fun. You're like laid back, but it's like the structure as the pairing. Um, it, so it creates the freedom. It really creates the freedom. And it's, it's yeah. so important. It's so important as a community leader, um, as a facilitator of experiences, having clear structures so people feel safe. Um, and so then, yeah. Um, one of the superpowers of amazing leaders would be the vision to know the difference between a structure that creates freedom and structure that becomes overbearing. Mm, yeah. And that's different for everyone. One person, you know, one person's overbearing structure is like safety for another person. That is true. Good point. Yeah. yeah so it's kind you of have no... to be thoughtful about the way that you want the community to grow and thrive and what that mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'll say just a few more points on structure um, that this kind of sparked structure it's not only important for facilitating but it's so important for relationships like Mm -hmm. like knowing um it makes me think of the couples program that we just finished and one whole module was all about love targets and knowing your partners like knowing what is the game of relating that you're playing with your partner so that you can actually know how to win rather Mm -hmm. than feeling like you have to be psychic or like you know, having kind of invisible, like the the worst thing is when you're relating to someone and they have all these kind of like, those like invisible laser beams that you see in like spy movies that's gonna like trigger some type of alarm. Like if you have all these invisible structures, that is so stressful. So actually making like really clear targets for, you know, whether it's a romantic partnership or whether it's people you work with or anyone you're in relationship, like teaching people actually how to win with you and learning how to win with other people, that's a huge part of structure. And that's like, that's something that I find kind of amazing that, you know, we go to school, but we don't have classes on relating. But I think Mm -hmm. if we did, one of the basics would be, okay, like learn how to actually like, don't make someone guess or jump through hoops, but like learn how to communicate to someone. Here's how you can be successful with me in whatever context. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) My, uh, one of the first big fights that I had with my wife that that was avoided um, Mm -hmm. was about that. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're, we're spending some time together and she's all pissed off at me. And she's, I'm like, you got to tell me what I did so I can figure out what we're going to do. And she's like, you know what you did. (laughs) And I was like, what if I don't, (laughs) I was like, listen, it doesn't matter to me what the rules of this relationship are. And I was, this is, this is what I said. It was far more clumsy than what you just shared. <laughs> doesn't matter to me what the rules of the relationship are, but if we haven't agreed on them, they don't apply yet. Mm, that's a great quote. <laughs> that is a great quote. It's so true. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Great so quote. I'm, I'm with you. How do you support? Cause because we're talking about winning in in terms of like frameworks and structure and and creating a winning scenario and our 
United States culture um, doesn't do a very good job of this thing. So how do you support creating structure that encourages win-win-win? Win mm. for me and a win for you and a win for the community all at the same time. Mm. Um, okay, I'm going to share an example of a super simple structure that I feel this is just the first one that comes to mind. There's probably, you know, this is like we said, if we if we wanted to take two hours just diving into this, I bet mm -hmm. we could. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind, um, it's really simple, but I was thinking of when I facilitate things online, one of the first things that I'll do is I'll say, anytime you get paired in a breakout room, say to whoever you got paired with their name. So like, let's say we just popped into breakout rooms, we say, Lucas, I'm so glad I got you as my partner. So that's the first thing that everyone does anytime you get paired with someone new. So that is one really simple example of a structure is, hey, the structure is in the magic of human connection cultures, in the magic of human connection community, you start with a total opening for connection rather than making the person jump through hoops and earn it. So that's just okay, one little structure that embodies that. This, this is funny because you're using, uh, you might've even done this on purpose. I know you, you did this on purpose. You're using cheating <laughs> beneficially, intentionally. Because <laughs> we, have, we have language that's built in, right? We think in language, we exist in the world yeah. in language and language like, I'm so glad I got you. That's, that's basic language to us and, and mm -hmm. you're cheating. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's amazing, I love it. <laughs> Okay. Thank you. I like how, I like that how way. How else of do you cheat <laughs> for our benefit? Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I feel like um it's funny cheating's a funny way of saying it, but it's you know, it's basically utilizing um yeah, it's utilizing all these built-in different systems or mechanisms or um you know, pathways that we already have for the greater good. So mm -hmm. that tons of what we do in Magic Human Connection is that it's saying, "Hey, greet this person like they're your best friend. Well, everyone has greeted people, like everyone has greeted people in that way. So you already have that pathway inside you. And then you mm. apply that to someone new, but then all of a sudden you're like, but it actually feels like we're best friends. Like you're doing the, you're doing that activity. And you're like, wait a minute. I know I'm kind of like recalling how have I done this with people in the past or how would I greet someone like a best friend? But the moment you do it, all those pathways are activated and then it feels a hundred percent genuine and the other person greets you that way. So, I mean, so much of it is just giving people permission slip to, Hey, what would be the end point of this relationship? You know, the end point would be that we if feel it so went perfectly, if it went great. Yeah. It would be that yeah. we feel so connected. We're so happy to see each other. There's openness, there's love, there's generosity, there's celebration. Okay. Well, let's take the end point and let's start there. And then if we start there, what else can be created if that's the foundation rather than the pinnacle? So, well, uh, so there's, a, there's yeah. an intermediate question that you asked. Let's take the endpoint. Is it possible to start there? And that's the cheating, which is yeah. fucking awesome. Pardon my language. <laughs> it makes me laugh. It's, you're like, yeah, it is possible. I can cheat. We've got this over here that we can use and this over here that we can use. And... Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think that's a big part of the framework is just saying like, you know, if we're to imagine the the pinnacle, like let's let's just put that on the front end and and then it, and the amazing thing is that it works. The amazing thing is that 
it's such a it's such a construct that we think we need time or experience or all of these other things like if you were to ask people what builds a deep connection with someone it's like people might say oh i've 20 years 20 years or we went through this really deep experience or you know we've just spent so much time together we're always around each other and it's like that's what you might think creates connection and those things do but they're actually not like the gatekeepers to connection the re it's it's this inner switch and the moment that you flip it you can have an incredible connection with pretty much anyone um especially if they're also open to it it's like an inner choice that's really what creates amazing connection and that's i think one of the big myths that people have is they think it's all these other things and it's actually just a split second decision hmm. so <laughs> i'm gonna tease you a little here tease me i love it let's go if you were told when you were in grade school that you were going to grow up to be the best professional cheater ever <laughs> what would you have said to that? I probably would have said, I thought I'd be a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought I'd be a marine biologist. So I'd, I'd be like, I have no idea what that's even going to look like. <laughs> yeah. that, oh, I love it. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's, not, it's not because we have to spend time. We have a rule in our head. Yeah. And that's why I'm calling this cheating cuz the mm -hmm. rule exists. My the rule is you can't be my best friend until you've been a friend for 5 years or whatever it is. Yeah. And you're like okay, let's break that rule. What what if we what if we just break the rule? Yeah. Just, let's just do it. Let's just break the rule. Exactly. Well, that's cheating. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's go. It's true. It's so I love true. It. Mm, thank you. It's so cool. Um <laughs> wow. Uh, so inside, um, inside these sort of incidental communities that have sprung up around this idea that, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think anybody who's listening now, like gets it, of course, there's a community that's springing up around this idea. Yeah. Um, how do they, how do those communities drive engagement? Hmm. Um, say it, drive engagement. Like what do you say it a little different way for me? Um, what are the things inside the community that keep people coming back day after day, participating day after day, mm. um, choosing to continue to participate? Mm. Um, gosh, I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is definitely just the soul nutrients piece. Like I mm -hmm. think that having, having supportive, uplifting community is it's something that everyone needs. It's a, it's like an essential nutrient, like just how plants need sunshine. And if you have, you can have the most amazing, beautiful, strong plant, but if you, if it's not an indoor plant and you put it indoors, like it's just not going to thrive. And so mm. I feel like people are the same way, you know, there's different degrees of sunshine or community that people need, but it's something that everyone still needs. And so, um, you know, having that, I think it's it's a sole nutrient that a lot of people are really chronically nutrient deficient in. It's just having yeah. this loving, accepting, celebrating community um, around you. So I think that the people people feel when they're in that space, like, oh, this really is impacting me in a positive way. And what could my life be like if I didn't just have this as a one-time experience, but if I actually had this around me, like, if this was my baseline, what, you know, like how much more would I accomplish? How would I feel about myself? Like, how would I feel when I wake up in the morning? If I actually was just surrounded by this loving, supportive community consistently, 
Um, so I think people just, just feel that they need that. And um, for some reason, for whatever reason, the way our culture is designed, it's very rare for people to have that. So, yeah. 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 I love it. Um, so they just show up. Yeah. They just do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and honestly, um, all of Magic Human Connection has grown through referrals. So people say, people just share with their friends and, you know, send people and uh, people show up and they're like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I have no idea what this is, but my cousin told me I have to come or whatever. So that happens a lot. That's awesome. Um, and then when they show up, what do they do? It, outside of the actual hosted events that you've done, when they're showing up for each other, when they're showing up in a Facebook group or, mm. you know, a, a, a whatever, wherever else they're showing up together, what, what do they do? Mm. Um, well, hopefully they continue to do whatever they've done in Magic Human Connection, which is greet each other with so much love and, you know, both empower, like, Part of the, like one of the key pieces of this community is putting on the lens of looking at your social interactions with how can I uplift this person or how mm. can I empower them? So hopefully mm -hmm. they move through the world with that energy um, of really looking for how they can do that with other people. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I, I love this and we could continue all day. Uh, what question should I have asked that I haven't yet? Ooh, you know what? I feel like we had a great jam and, uh, you know, there's so many different things we could go into, but is there anything you should have asked that you didn't? Not that comes to mind off the top. No. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and would you like to tell people where they can find you? Yes, absolutely. So if you're listening to this, I so hope that one day, I get to give you a big hug and you get to experience viscerally in your whole body and your heart and your being what Lucas and I are talking about on this podcast, which is the incredible soul nutrients of community and love and connection that you get to experience in Magic of Human Connection. So maybe I'll get to see you in person at an event. Maybe we'll get to connect in one of the amazing online experiences. Um, but so I just so hope that we get to connect in some way, shape or form. And you can find me at... Um, Here's the train that goes by. Hi, train. Um, you can find me at themagic.love and you can join the email list there and then you'll get invited to all the different events and online experiences and community experiences that we have. Themagic.love. Yes. I really, I really like my website uh, domain name. I'm a fan. That is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thank you, Lucas. This is so fun. Thank you for joining us this week on Elements of Community. Make sure to visit our website, elementsofcommunity.us, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our EOC Inner Circle where we deep dive with each guest on the inner workings of their community. We cover things like community model, profitability, and engagement strategies. You can join the inner circle at elementsofcommunity.us forward slash inner circle.
be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you.